What's going on, guys? Hey, check it out. In this episode, you're going to learn five benefits to real estate investing as a family. And I've got a very, very, very special guest here today. I'm not going to give it away. But first... Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome into the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I am Mike Foster, and I've got a very, very special guest sitting here with me. Uh, we are recording in sunny Dubai, and we are having a blast. Honey, would you like to go ahead and uh, introduce This is my lovely wife, by the way, the Cheyenne Nicole Foster. Yes, and she is going to help me out as we explain the five benefits to real estate investing as a family. This is going to be a great episode. So Cheyenne, please introduce yourself to the, uh, the lovely people out there. Hi, everyone. I'm Cheyenne. Uh, as Mike introduced me, I am his wife, and we have been working together uh, financially and as a married couple for a little bit over a year. Um, yeah, so making financial decisions together uh, for at least, I'd say at least three years now. Yeah, three years. It's been a little bit. I mean, we started this this journey um, before we got married, um, just trying to figure out you know, where we were going, what path we were heading down. Um, I started getting into real estate investing when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm sure none of you guys have ever experienced that out there. Um, but, but awesome, awesome book. Um, and then, yeah. And then I guess, right. We started trying to figure out, you know, how could we make this work as a family or as a potential family at that point now as an official family. Yeah. But Hey, but, uh, super excited. Thank you, babe. This guy, it's really good to have you out here. I'm glad you flew all the way out here just to be a part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been great. And we are looking to have so much fun. Uh, here with the little time we got in Dubai, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and start and you know, tell them a little bit about what we found. Um, so the first thing that we want to bring up, right? The first thing that we've learned is that teamwork, right? Teamwork is one of the ultimate benefits that you get um, as a real estate investor, you know, with your family because you you learn to really work together. You know, uh, Cheyenne really talked about it and hit it on the head. Like we have learned to work together both financially and, you know, mentally and spiritually in a lot of ways, you know, our, our goals are aligned, right? We do want, you know, ultimately what is best for our family when it comes to real estate investing, but we're also passionate about other things. You know, we want to make a difference. And so we, you know, we come together, we try and figure out, okay, so or with our investments, right? Does it make sense for us? Okay, great. Does it make sense for those who we're serving, right? Our tenants, um, and and a lot of times, you know, we ha- we have to figure out or make sacrifices, right? And and some of the other things that we're doing on the side, 
Um, and we, we figure out all those things together, you know, and it brings us together. Financial decisions, right? We all know that financial decisions, well, finances, right? Our finance is a very, very soft or sore, I'm sorry, sore topic when it comes to, you know, marriage. Um, and there are a lot of, a lot of families, I guess, that don't do it that well. We can, I guess that's safe to say, right? I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of people end up fighting over, you know, random things and, and money just seems to be one of the big, big ticket items here, but we have learned to, you know, to come together financially. So that way it's not a problem. Is really not a problem to us, you know, and um, and we don't have kids yet, right? But we have seen from our various mentors how, you know, investing in real estate really becomes a family sport, you know, for you know lack of a better term. But it, it you really end up teaching you know the kids some good uh, financial habits, whether whether it's um, you know helping out with the accounting, whether it's helping mailing you know stamps or mailing um, letters and putting stamps on envelopes, you know keeping things organized, you know they learn some good skills out of it, and um, and it you know shows them one the value of working hard, you know to be successful, and it also you know teaches them how to manage money at a young age, and I think that that's a lesson that a lot of us don't really learn. I know. I definitely didn't. So speaking from my own experience, but um, but I know some people do. You know, some people do get those lessons, which is great. You know, and it just this further instills that into them at a young age and allows them to carry it on into their later years when it becomes important, like hitting college and whatnot. Right. So yes, that's one. Honey, do you have any other? And like Michael said, that we don't have any kids yet, and I feel like this has been a blessing for us in that it has been able to really strengthen the foundation of our marriage because when you have kids, you're working together toward this common goal. You feel like you have that partnership working toward something. Us starting a business together has really given us opportunity after opportunity to work towards that common goal. We've had to make uh, conflict resolution, discuss things, um, make sure that we're on the same page with finances. What are our priorities? Where do we want to invest our money? Where do we want to spend our daily money to come uh, cut back um, how we want to really live our life? Um, and so making this just one other area where we're given an opportunity to make sure that we work together as a team. Um, So it's given us a lot of practice. And again, I'm grateful for this opportunity because it just allows us to make sure that we're on that team building path before we have children. Yep. Yep. Amen. Exactly. And so, that's really it. All right, guys. So let's go into number two, all right? Taxes. All right. Taxes is another uh, huge one. And there are a lot of great advantages that you can get, um, right? So as far as deductions, right? When you, when you structure your business properly, right, using an LLC, you're allowed to deduct certain business expenses from the investments that you're making, whether it's you know, property management, 
renovations, you know, hiring certain people, right, to help make it more of a passive investment, right? You want to hire your CPA, you want to hire your property manager, all that. All those things, you know, become deductions that you can use to use against the income that you make. And then also, you know, use against the income that you have from your normal W-2 job, right? Which for both of us, you know, is active duty military so that it helps, it helps us out. Um, you know, and there are other tax shelters, you know, that you can use as well to help, you know, funnel some of the money that you're making, right, some of the passive income into some other tax-deferred or tax-free plans. Like, let's say if you are trying to prep your kids for college, right, but you want to start saving at a very young age, that's great. You've Let's say you have 18 years to save up. That's awesome. You can put in a college savings plan for them. Or you can put it in an IRA. You know, you can you can actually pay your kids. Now, a lot of people don't know that. You know, with our tax law right now, you can pay your kids up to twelve thousand dollars, right? As long as you know they're doing something to you know, adequately earn that, right? You have to be able to justify it to the IRS. But you know, you can you can give them up to twelve thousand dollars, and that is tax free. Any additional dollar after that. They get taxed at a standard rate, and you can look that up, you know, through the IRS.gov. Uh, but, um, but right, I mean, that's twelve thousand dollars per child that you can use from the business to, you know, put into their income. You can put uh, fifty-five hundred of that twelve thousand into a Roth IRA for them at a young age, and they can, you know, save up all that money. You can also put the rest of that. Uh, say you put fifty-five hundred in a Roth IRA and you can put the rest of that in a life insurance account that builds up cash value and now you have two or three college saving plans, you know, set up for them. That way they can, you know, they, they can not only can they then they build money for college, but they can also build money to buy a property for college and have them, you know, be set. You know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people who have bought uh, duplexes or triplexes while they're in college and their roommates just pay off the mortgage and a little bit of the expenses that they pay for school. So you know, stuff like that works out. Honey, do you have anything else to add? What I love most about uh, tax deductions, as he alluded, you can pay your kids as employees, but even if you don't have kids, you as a partner or uh, even, say, if you didn't set up whatever um, function that you have. We chose to go with an LLC, uh, so my husband and I are partners in the LLC. However, if we didn't set it up that way, I even not as a partner, I could still be an employee and get paid doing accounting, doing any work that we see fit to help along the business. Yeah, and so point. earning an Great income point. that we're paying ourselves, mm-hmm. um, as of right now with us both being partners, we can still earn an income uh, that we pay ourselves. And what better way uh, to have date night and grow your marriage, have a little romantic date night uh, that can be written off as a tax deduction. Um, And so we have at least uh, one quarterly date night that we do (laughs) to go over strategies for our next property, what is going well, mistakes that we've made, things that we want to course correct in the future just itemize write down a little 
notes from our date night, attach our receipt, and we're good to go for tax deductions. Yep, yep, exactly, man. That's that's really um, that's wow. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's exactly true. I mean, date nights are killer, man, and those are always usually pretty fun. So you know, I definitely added a little, you know, add a little bonus to investing, and and that really goes for any business too. You know, that's not necessarily just real estate investing. I guess that allows you to do something like that, but for sure, I mean, it's definitely something that helps. Um, all right, this one's fun. This one. You want to take this one? Well, obviously, I am here with Mike on deployment uh, here in sunny, beautiful Dubai. Woo-hoo. So, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, you know, we talk about how we want to spend our money, where we are going to cut back and make deductions. That doesn't mean that we have to live like paupers. It just means <laughs> that we are very intentional on how we spend our money. Yes. You can see I'm here on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very intentional on how we spend our money where in ways that are important to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, with our earned income that we pay to ourselves, um, we have that extra cash flow to be able to go on trips, enjoy life, and we are seeing that and living it mm-hmm. right now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Travel is definitely one of the one of the awesome, uh, most awesome benefits I think that I've I've you know experienced with uh, real estate investing. Um, and we also have a couple trips that we've made. You know, to invest in certain areas. Last year, we were fortunate enough to go to Vegas, uh, where we were looking for certain investments. There was one that we found that didn't really work out so well, um, and that was more of a mistake on my part. And that'll definitely be a separate podcast for a separate day. <laughs> That's a whole different story. But but at the same time, we went out there. We did find something that we and we liked, and we we bought. Um, there's a timeshare out there that we, you know, now benefit from all around the world, which is great. Uh, and it's something we can use to leverage and, you know, um, share with our partners, you know, and that becomes an awesome little incentive tool that we, that we've kind of used to, um, to help promote, you know, our, our growth, where we're at and what we're looking for. And so, and we had an awesome time in Vegas. Oh my goodness, man. Her second time, my first time, um, definitely plan on going back. And uh, it is, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, another thing that, that I really want to highlight here, too, with travel in particular, it's important for a family to do things that, you know, build unit cohesion. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go someplace extravagant for, you know, one or two, however many times a year. But... It is nice, you know, one of the things that you can do is to take a trip, right? I mean, let's say spring break, for example, right? I mean, a lot of people don't really think about it, but spring break, when you're in college, I'm sure you remember when you were back in college, uh, if you're older or whatever, right? And you used to have so much fun in spring break. It used to be the crazy little, you know, little escape for the week, do whatever, let whatever happen, yada, 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 right? Now, when you start having kids and you realize, oh man, what my spring break was, I don't want you know my kids to have that kind of mindset. Well, 
I'll tell you, it helps if, let's say, you take advantage of some of those spring breaks that you have when they're young and shape them into family fun, right? I mean, you only have maybe 12 to 15 spring breaks with your children before they actually start going out and spending it with some of their friends or wanting to spend it with their friends, not necessarily wanting to spend it with family. So make it Make them last, you know, go out somewhere, have a little family trip, road trip, or maybe it's, you know, some, a flight to another state or, uh, or maybe another country, right? Take a cruise, but have some fun. And, and, and that could be something that, you know, you can build up for with the passive income that you're using for real, with real estate investing. You save up one trip a year and yeah, and even with that trip, you know, you can write that off because if your family is helping you out with the business, that becomes a little unit cohesion type, you know, event and you can write off part of that as a business expense, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. And the IRS will support that. But, you know, it, there are just certain things that you that you can do and and getting close to your family um is important and real estate investing can help you with that. All right, cool. So number four, security. So I hate to be the wife that corrects her husband. (laughs) But she'll do it anyway. (laughs) And I will sit here and take it. Go ahead, babe. (laughs) So Mike had mentioned that our trip to Las Vegas, we had made some mistakes. However, I don't view them as mistakes. They're learning experiences and no matter where your journey takes you with real estate, everything will be a learning experience where you can take that, move it forward with you, and make better deals. We found a deal out in Vegas. We actually were looking at two separate types of deal. Hmm. We looked at already built homes, condos, that we were looking to buy for buy and hold. We were also looking at new developments. So we went and explored both directions, and unfortunately, we just weren't in the position in our professional careers, um, in our with our support group um, that pursuing these investments, it just wasn't the right timing for us, and. You know, we got our feet wet. We learned so much, um, made a lot of great connections out there, learned a lot about the real estate industry, Mm -hmm. um, more so than we thought we already knew. And that's just a lesson in and of itself, is that there is so much more learning that you can gain. Um, So get mentors, hold on to them, pull knowledge from them. And don't have any regrets. Things will not go the way that you think they will, but it all works out for the best. And we are stronger people for it. We had a great vacation that was a tax write-off. We learned a lot about real estate. Um, Again, in all the different aspects of it, opening our horizons uh, to what is out there. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all right, babe. You know, hey, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. See, this is why I love her, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, there, there were, 
some things that we we could have done better. Um, there was a particular land deal there as well that we were that we uh, found and we kind of chased and you know, it didn't really go so well. But you're right, you know, it was an experience. We learned a lot, and there was um, and there was a lot of lessons that we took from that applied forward and um and yeah and everything worked out as a matter of fact for example right we applied some of those lessons forward and i was able to get a property in like 25 days when i transferred to my next command which was cool and i got a story about that i put that i put out on my vlog so go ahead and check out the um uh, duty passive income facebook page all right and you can go hear all about that but um and i think the most important thing that helped carry us through that experience was that we were on the same page going into it. So we had discussed how much money we were willing to put as a down payment on any investment, Mm -hmm. how much the price point of properties that we were willing to invest, what we were looking at, what our priorities were, what we intended to use the properties for, short-term rentals, long-term rentals, what kind of area... And although we didn't end up purchasing a property, we were on the same page. Um, We did end up losing a deposit that we had put in, Mm -hmm. but because we had discussed it, we were 100% same mindset on it. It Coming out of it, there was no marital or financial conflict coming out of it. None whatsoever. That was good. Yeah, you're right, baby. That was that was an interesting sound, but we figured it out. We were on the same page. Everything was cool, and like I said, we learned, you know. And so here we are now, better for it. Moving on, mm-hmm. nice and strong. All right, all right, cool. So number four, right? Security. Okay. So this is important because real estate allows you to build an estate that you'll know if anything ever happens to you, right? You can pass down everything that you've built to your children or to your spouse. Um, And it's important because, yes, that concept is out there with life insurance, right? Or it's out there with IRAs or, you know, whatever. And yes, you know, there are methods where you don't have to just drop a lump sum of money down. You can drop, you know, in increments, over a given period, but it's not the same thing because all you're giving in that regard is money. All you're doing is you're giving you know money. You're just giving dollars to your next generation, but you're not necessarily showing them how to build it, right? You're not showing them how to maintain it, right? What to do with it. I mean, it really, you're at will with whatever your family wants to do with that investment or with that cash that they're, that you're giving them. And, and that's whatever, you know, I mean, it's the, it can be the same thing with real estate, obviously, you know, I mean, investments investment, but, but the goal here is that you have built your family into the whole investing plan. You've, you had them a part of the process, Right, so the estate that you're building is not just a lump sum of money or a lump sum of properties that you're now going to unload onto your family and expect them to be able to, you know, carry on the torch. No, it's it's you, it's you shaping and developing them throughout the process, having them understand, you know, what it is that you're doing. That way, if you pass, right, if something happens, you know, they'll be able to carry on the torch and do something further, right. 
and I'll go into more of that with with the next point. But but you you being able to take everything and move it under you know also right a tax a tax shelter that just transfers over nice and simple, um, and it also allows you better asset protection too than most other investments. A lot of other investments really don't have much asset protection, um, especially if you're investing in other businesses. Right, if something goes wrong and that business gets sued. Everything that you've worked for in that business and everything that that business has touched is virtually liable. All right. So God forbid, you know, you get into a car accident with someone and you're a business owner. Now that person can go after, you know, who you are and what you've worked for. Um, And it'll be a little harder depending on what entities you have structured and I'm into. But with real estate, you can you can diversify your portfolio to the point where you have them under like. 50 or 100 different LLCs, trusts, you name it, right? And it's almost, you can make it almost impossible for someone to come after you. I mean, I've heard of cases where, you know, people have litigated for like years, years and years and years just to, just to get to somebody's name on a property, on a particular property, and then come to find out that they can't even touch it because that also, too, was wrapped in some kind of, you know, tangle. I, I read a book of some uh, some New York City investigator who was trying to find the owner of an empty property in the city, and this thing had been empty for years. Backtracked it to like ten or thirteen different LLCs, and figured out that it was some kind of drug lord in Taiwan that owned it, right? But also still couldn't touch it for whatever reason. It was crazy. But I mean, now I'm not saying that you guys need to go out and be drug lords and then wrap your pro- wrap your properties in like dozens of LLCs just to hide it. But I'm saying that if you technically wanted to, you could. So I mean, it's it's you can definitely protect your stuff a lot better. Um, and then retirement, yeah. I mean, retirement's also the big one there. I mean. The biggest thing I I say with retirement, like you can build enough passive income to cover your expenses. That way, if you choose to get out before you hit the 20 years, you can. And you don't have to feel stressed out about having to serve that extra 10 years or that extra six years or however many you, you claim because you're over the hump and you've just invested too much to now get out and... It's just become this big stressed issue in your life because you feel like you're stuck. You know, no one should have to serve like that. It's hard enough serving people, guys. Let's just be honest. Nobody likes to be told what to do, right, at the at their core. And, and nobody really likes to work for people. You always do kind of work for somebody. And even when you're doing something like this and you're investing for your family, you know, you're you're investing with your partner, right? I mean, in many ways, my wife is my boss. And it is what it is. But I live to serve her, right? And I enjoy it because I'm passionate about it. It's something I want to do. And we all have things that we are passionate about and things we want to do. And if serving in the military is not what you want to do for 20 years of your life, you don't have to. No one is holding you there. But this, just like so many other things, right, is a tool and a way for you to escape and for you to build passive income that can come in month after month without you having to worry about it. 
without you having to work for it, allowing you more time to focus on something you're passionate about, on something that you can serve wholeheartedly and put your best and put your all into it and make it what makes you, you. All right? I'm going to leave that one alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Cool. So number five. All right, last one. Leaving a legacy. Babe, you want to touch any of this one? It's okay. I'll start it. But so, I mean... Right, leaving a legacy is super important, um, and this is one of the things that's near and dear to my heart because I'm very passionate about helping other people. I am uh, to my core, and I think that with investing, your uh, what you're building supersedes you. Uh, did I did I say that right? I don't know if that's the right word. Supersedes, right? Surpasses you. Surpasses you. That's the right word. Surpasses you, right? What you're building here surpasses you. All right. So it's not just in a state that, you know, you're building for yourself. It's for your family. Right. It's for other people. Right. I mean, the properties that you have. Right. Affects the tenants that are in there. Are you providing a good lifestyle for them? Are you doing a good job by them to make sure that the property is well maintained, that things aren't falling apart? I walked into a property the other day. Right to visit. This was around my first year getting into this, and it was a it was a fourplex, a multifamily, and there were people living inside of it, and the place was falling apart. Like the fence had a tree that had fallen onto it. I was talking to one of the tenants; it had been there for years. No one came and touched it. There were holes inside the the common walkway that everyone would use to to go um, not to go up into their their doors. Right, holes in the floor, holes in the walls. The place was war torn, man. There was there was a, a, a giant growth of something. I don't even know what it was, but it completely prevented the back stairs from being transmittable. And and that that's that's a fire hazard. Like that's a requirement, right? All multifamilies in Norfolk have to have some kind of like separate escape to the outside. And this thing had something completely overgrown in it. And, you know, that's it's not it's not right. It's not fair. And you shouldn't treat people like that with your investments, you know. So there are just so many things that, you know, that that you can do to not only better yourself, but better the people who are involved in it. And you can leave that thumbprint or that legacy just through the tenants that you have or just for all the people that help you out, right? That get to know you and know who you are, how you operate business, right? And that help you, your family, right? That helps you out. If something happens to you, they can pick up because they know how you've operated and and things just move smoothly. I don't know. I feel like I'm going on to a tangent, but (laughs) anything else, baby, that you want to add to that? I don't know how many of you grew up in houses that your parents owned. Um, I, for one, had both experiences. We owned houses. We rented. And I know for the houses that we rented from, I was very grateful for property owners who provided us with amazing houses. They took care of our needs. They helped us when things needed to get fixed. And that's just standard living, right? If you're, say, we're on the Navy, so living on a ship, um, if something happens, your toilets break, you want, you know, 
uh, repair division to come in and fix stuff for you just for your standard habitability. Um, when you get in areas um, or in situations where things are falling apart, you know, you're not getting good food, just your quality of life quickly deteriorates. And we want to be the type of property owners that give people a good place to live, to change the communities and the environments around us. And, you know, that fuels us. You know, it it isn't just about making money. And this is a great avenue to make money, but it's more than that. And I hope as you obtain properties and you grow your businesses that you're able to see that and experience it and feel the change and the impact that you're having. Even if you've never met the tenants that um, are living in your properties, if you trust your property management company uh, to take care of them and bring to you problems. Yeah, then, you know, then they will get handled. I mean, if you are working with a property management company that you don't trust, find somebody else. Because all that's going to do is cause more strife in your life. And another thing, right, I'm just to touch on that, but, you know, everyone talks about, well, not everyone. I've heard of a lot of different people and their perspective on property management. And they say, oh, don't get property managers because it'll take away a high percentage of your return. Well, what would you rather happen? Would you rather be on deployment and have to deal with, you know, a, a leaky faucet or or a ruptured pipe, right? And you and you not have someone there to take care of your property for you? Or would you rather pay the extra 10% or whatever it is from your return? One, give a job to someone who needs something to do, right? And then two, um, you know, not have to worry about it. It's you're either trading your profit or your peace. You know, it's it's one of the two. And I'll trade my profit for peace any day of the week because I have no problem sharing. I, it's not like like my wife said, it's not about the money. It's not like the money will come if you focus on doing your best. Right. And providing your best and you build it up to the team. I mean, it's awesome. You know, if you have a property manager that you work with right? Multiple times, you'd be surprised. They'll give you a discount. It's not like something, it's not like, you know, property management contracts are Bible. Everything is negotiable. Everything is negotiable. And as long as things work for both parties, I mean, it could make it work. If you have a particular investment where you can't afford to give 10% of your property management then find someone who you know, you trust, right? Who will be willing to work with you and, you know, maybe you get it lowered. Yeah, it is what it is. But you can you can make it work, guys. I mean, you can. But um, and yeah, property man hiring a property management company may not be the right answer for everyone. For us, the question that we ask ourselves: Why do we want to invest in real estate? We want more money. Why do we want more money? Because we want to have more vacations. We want et cetera, et cetera asking questions down the line, down the line, what it comes down to is we want to have more quality time with each other. Fact. And by doing real estate investing, that passive income allows us to do that. 
if we didn't hire a property management company, we'd be giving up that time, which detracts from the purpose of doing this in the first place. Why we invested in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And so take, for example, (laughs) if you have a property that's 30 minutes away, something happens, you get a call, you need to go to the property. That's 30 minutes there. However much time that you spend there fixing, overseeing, calling contractors, and then 30 minutes back, how much is your time worth? Is it worth that, you know, say you end up spending four hours just fixing one job? If you're paying a property management company $100 a month, are you worth $100 for four hours? Amen. That's just something that you have to ask for yourself on a personal basis. And not every tenant's going to be the same. Some tenants are very easy, simple, will only call you once a year. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a leaky pipe, this needs to be fixed. Cool. Call a plumber, get them sent out, you're good to go. Very low maintenance. And overall, in the grand scheme of thing, that may not be worth hiring a property management for. But you never know what kind of tenants you're going to get. Fact. If they know who you are, <laughs> Fact. they are more willing to call you about the smallest complaints. Mm-hmm. One person may call you every single week complaining about this and then this and then this. If they have a middleman, the property management team, to handle all of that for you, that lets you be anonymous, keep your personal space, mm-hmm. And kind of weed through, um, eliminate some of the phone calls that you may have otherwise gotten. Right. All right. So I think we've hit that on the head. And we will definitely get into another episode of the importance of having a property manager for sure. Um, But we wanted to leave you with those five points. Absolutely. Um, So teamwork again, right? Taxes, travel, security, leaving a legacy. All this stuff is, there are many benefits, and these are just five, right? But but all this stuff is is key because they go into forming your why, right? What it is that you want out of investing, period. And why real estate would be, you know, the best fit for you. If you agree with with us in any of all these five things, and this is something that you want to, to look into, please get a hold of us, right? We are here to help you. So, yeah. All right. And as you've learned from this one episode, we are still learning. We are still making mistakes. But with all of that, every experience that we have, we learn something. We gain knowledge. We have a huge team of people who have also made mistakes, learned their own lessons. We have our own mentors that give us their life lessons. We have a huge network, a huge wealth of knowledge. So if you are ready to make that leap, ready to make that commitment, are already in the real estate investing game, come reach out to us, Active Duty Passive Income. We are here to serve you, our brothers and sisters in arms. We don't want to see you fail. We want to lift you up, build you up, and carry you along on this journey with us. Amen. 
couldn't have said it better myself, guys. All right, and I'm not going to. So you heard the lady. Reach out, reach out to us on Facebook. All right, uh, hit us up at our website www.activitypassiveincome.com. It has been an absolute pleasure having my beautiful wife here on this wonderful podcast, and we are super excited to hear from you. So, all right, go on out there and uh, divide and conquer. Hoo ya, guys! I'll catch you later. Bye. Stay safe.